Hey guys, welcome back to the Becoming a New Man podcast. I want to thank you guys for taking the time to, you know, just fellowship with me today and 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 listen to me as I find out who I am and and, and the ways that I'm developing my manhood. Um, got a question that I ask myself, and the question is, what is manhood to you? What do you identify yourself as, as a man? Were you taught how to be a man? Were you showed how to be expressive to the people you love and how to develop the characteristics of a man? For me, I, I wasn't. You know, I, my father was, my dad, he was in the home, but he, he never took the time to father me. I guess he assumed that his presence was enough. In fact, he um, he told me one day when I questioned why weren't you there for me, he he told me, hey, I didn't know how to be a father because I didn't have one, and it it, it was it was traumatizing because me being the the young guy I was, I idolized, I, I I looked up to my father. My father is not a tall guy by any measure, uh, but in my eyes, he was like Superman, and for a guy. Or a man who you supposed to model and develop your manhood after realizing that he didn't have a manhood manhood for himself, it was it was hard for me, you know. Everything that I learned or everything that I I developed my manhood off of was 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 off of trial and error. Am I the man that I want my sons to be? Could my daughters marry a man like me? At that time, at that particular time, I wasn't. I didn't know what manhood was. You know, I felt like I had some qualities of being a man, but I didn't understand the fabric that it took to be a man. And here's the fact, 90 to 95% of us men today don't have a manhood of, of our own. This is fact. So we do things according to societies, um, I guess to develop a society-based manhood. For me, being a black man, growing up, I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know who I wanted to become. Uh, I pretty much grabbed for any opportunity of success, like being in the shower trying to catch water. I was reaching and I never could hold on to anything long enough for it to prosper. Um, I think it's common. It's a commonality within, I guess, throughout for most men today. We all have that. Who am I? What am I supposed to be doing here? I wrote a article uh, in Model Mom magazine, and it's titled "The New Manning Up." I'm going to read it for you guys today, to, just to kind. Of, I'm hoping to just just spark some type of excitement for you to want to develop your manhood, because they said um, I ain't gonna say they said. I was listening to one of my mentors and he stated that 
the reason why we're experiencing the the type of violence with our younger um, with, with with our youth, our younger men, with the rise in homosexuality, with us accepting uh, accepting having our masculinity taken from us uh, by wearing the the type of clothing articles and the way that we're portrayed in the media is because we didn't have a father figure to embrace us and tell tell us that he loves us and to um, tell us that he's proud of us. And I am a victim of that. Like I said, my father was there. My dad was there, but he didn't father me. In fact, he never told me he loved me or he he was proud of me until I was old enough uh, to have my own family, you know. Um, But this article is titled um, The New Manning Up. And it starts off um, with the question, like I said, men, why is it acceptable to be physically strong but emotionally deprived? Why is lack of awareness of self and emotions viewed as manning up? By manning up, I believe it caused, it caused me more, more damage. I found myself lost in a world without purpose. I became emotionally disconnected to the people around me and I felt like a ticking time bomb ready to explode at any minute all of these issues were, were, were birthed by society projecting its views on me my mannerisms and who I was supposed to become society has placed the stigma amongst men that the less emotions we possess, the more masculine we are. As a young man, I was constantly told, man up, stop crying, hold your emotions inside, which to me did more damage than help. I mean, I wore my feelings like like they were an invisible cloak because, I mean, they were presence, true indeed. Um, but I also found myself relieving, well, I found myself reliving the same day over and over constantly questioning myself and purpose in life at this very moment I was susceptible to any negative influence you know gangs anything that gave me value I felt like it gave me meaning our young men are are joining gangs dropping out of school and causing the crime index to increase nationwide and this is a fact and there's a direct connection with, with school dropout rates and the incarceration rate. While being on the brink of depression and considering suicide, you know, I had to, well, I had a breakthrough of emotions. I kept bottled up for so long. And I thought anything that required emotional engagement was a sign of weakness. Look at how society views men and women. Women are more emotionally stable than men, in my opinion, simply because their actions are always based off of their emotions. Women outlive men for for a fact. Uh, And now women are becoming the new breadwinners in the family. And women are achieving greater success than men is today. And and why is that? My belief is, you know, because they're emotionally balanced. They have some knowledge of self. You can tell a woman is having a great day because her actions will show you she's having a great day. Men, otherwise, you know, on the other hand, we're unpredictable. It's like rubbing the head of a venomous snake. 
You know, you may live or you may die for lack of better words. Like many guys my age, when we suffer from an overflow of emotions, we call it a midlife crisis or a breaking point. You know, life is a feeling process. Anything we connect with, love and desire comes from a feeling. Rather a good feeling or a bad feeling, we attach ourselves to those things. I realized once I started letting, well, I started letting, letting myself feel my way through life, I became less depressed, more motivated, and encased with positive energy. I allowed myself to love me, and most importantly, I allowed myself to love others. I no longer feel like the Incredible Hulk pretending to be happy just to keep from exploding. I experience true happiness every day. Let go of the society-based stigma of manhood. Open the floodgates and enjoy the feeling of being able to feel your way through life. Life is difficult already, you know. Dealing with life and the, the pressures and stress that comes along with it can make anybody explode. By mastering your emotions, you'll gain more self-awareness and have a greater outlook on life. And realize, realize, you know, life is supposed to be experienced rather than lived. I found purpose. I'm emotionally vested into people. And I've gained control over my storm. And I also allowed the sun to shine. <laughs> you know, wake up, smell the roses, feel the petals, taste the scent of it. Enjoy the beauty. If you master self, you, you will master life. Man up, laugh more, cry more, live more. It's important for us men. One of my mentors says, he said that um, dad means destiny. Where the man go, so does the nation. Men is the, the leader, the leaders of families. And the reason why we're in such turmoil now is because we've been led by men without a manhood. The only way we can correct those, only the only way we can correct that is if we become the change. As I look in the mirror, I'm, I'm speaking to myself because I know that I have to live this out so my sons can grow up and be the best men. For their families I don't want to have to pick my son up Because he fell in a dark place To which I have already came What type of father would I be If I've been in the depths Of a, of, of no of, of not knowing who I was And I allow my sons to go down that same road Who would I be doing to do Who would I be doing the injustice to Who would I be like? I, I, what's my purpose I'm sending my boys out into the world without a flashlight and expecting them to find their way. I just challenge you guys, you know, I take pride in doing these podcasts. I hope you you guys can feel it and understand my passion for men and, and, and betterment of men and, and finding understanding of self. You know, um... It's important. It's imperative that we do this. Not not so much for ourselves, but for, for the future. For the future. Everything that we see today, all the issues that we're facing today is 
it's, it's blowovers, you know, it's it's from the decisions that we made or our fathers made on manhood. So we dealing with the side effects of it. Last thing, you know, life is like picking up a rock and throwing it into a lake. Eventually, we're going to have to deal with those waves, whether they're good or bad. So, you know, I say that to say, my brothers, value your manhood. Value who you are. Challenge yourself. Wake up, look in the mirror. Give yourself words of affirmation. Assurance. But most importantly, change. Be the change that you want to see. And don't fear losing friends or family. Because that comes along with it. Sometimes you got to walk in the darkness. But we know that in the darkness, the, the stars shine the brightest. I'm telling you guys. I'm telling you guys. This is this is this is my heart speaking. I, you know, I done walked in the darkness. I've been there. I, I felt alone. I, I ain't know where to go. But I had to look up. I looked up and, you know, by me looking up, I kept my eyes on the prize. So, you know, I ain't going to keep you guys too long. Question your manhood. Develop your manhood. Be the men you want your sons to become. Become the new man. Hello, my people. How you doing today? Welcome back to the Becoming a New Man podcast. Uh, today's topic, there's really no topic. I just want to uh, kind of vent and uh, express some of my feelings towards the loss of the late, great Nipsey Hussle. As you guys can hear, I have, I have him playing in the background. Uh, for those of you who didn't know Nipsey or wasn't a fan of his music, uh, he was a great man. I mean, he really stood for uh, changing the culture and, and the communities in, in, in South Central L.A., you know, not just in his communities, but but everywhere, man. He was, he was about education, wealth, empowerment, man. Um, let me turn it down some. I feel like it's it's extremely loud. But now nah, he, Nipsey Hussle was an extremely positive guy. Although he he was an affiliated gang member, he uh he was also about change. He was also about integrating the gangs in L.A. In other words, that would never share the same block, you know. And by doing this, it, it decreased the crime rate alone in those areas. Uh, I've been a Nipsey Hussle fan, man, for a long time. I've been uh, a fan of of, of Nipsey um, himself, then a music second. Uh, the tragic loss of Nipsey kind of kind of caused, you know, like a, a tidal wave throughout. Uh, all the black communities, I feel, you know, I feel like we all are affected. This it's like the modern day Tupac, man. Um, the lessons you can learn from Nipsey, though, man, is, you know, not just to he got a, his slogan was all money in, no money out. So he by, by that meaning he was saying that he was saving his money and investing his money, creating assets to bring more money in. And with those assets you invest into your community 
which Nipsey Hussle was doing. He um, bought a plaza where he had a business to where he had a clothing, his clothing brand, Marathon uh, Music, or uh, what is it, Victory Lap, or I, I believe it was Marathon. Uh, but he was actually doing things in the community to not just increase his wealth, but also teach others uh, ways of increasing their wealth. Um, so first, the first lesson is uh, decrease your liabilities and increase your assets, man. You know, um, save your money, invest your money into lucrative businesses. And, 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 and I guess most importantly, invest your money in you. You have to be your own investment. You have to do things to help build yourself. Uh, the second lesson I would say would be for me and the lessons that I would I, I would take from this whole incident is be, be careful who you hang around with, man. Be careful who you share your dreams with. Be careful who you allow to enter your circle. People who you may allow to influence you or, or you know, like, um, because people come around just to see you fail. That's the hard truth. You have everybody's in your circle is not there for you. Some people just want a, a front row ticket to your demise. And in, in this case, it was somebody that Nipsey knew that killed him. It was somebody that he grew up with in the same neighborhood that, that actually killed him. That out of jealousy. And we got to understand that Cain killed Abel. You know, we got to understand that um, they say keep your, your friends close, but your enemies closer. <laughs> I say I just cut cut you off, honestly. I just you got sometimes you have to separate yourself from from certain people. Uh, the third lesson would be to whatever it is that you believe you can do, do it, man. Do it. The hardest thing in in, in life is to wake up and continue to work towards your dreams. That's the hardest thing because I you do hit that that glass ceiling. You will hit that brick wall. You will get fatigued, you will uh, get discouraged, you will, but Nipsey Hussle said it's a marathon, though, that's the whole meaning, it's a marathon, it's, 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 not, it's not a sprint, so you're going to have to continue to work towards your dream. Uh, spoke with my sister briefly yesterday, we were just talking about, you know, uh, the whole incident, and she also has a podcast that, that, um, that she hosts, um, but she was like, uh, I never been a Nipsey fan because her her thought process was that he was a gangbanger, you know, so his music was the same, his outlook was the same. And she was like, I never been a Nipsey fan until his passing and I had to go back and do research and watch videos and watch his interviews to actually see that Nipsey Hussle was the actual, he was actually an intellectual guy, man. I mean, I, I remember watching an older video of him and in an interview, Nipsey was, he was young. He had to be, you know, 20, 19, 20, 21, maybe. He was talking about um, increasing your assets and decreasing your liabilities, man. Nipsey has always been for the community. He's always been for for empowerment of the community. Um, so, yeah, guys, just, I guess the whole purpose of today's was was nothing specific. But just, you know, uh, to pay respect to, to the late, great Nipsey Hussle, man. Uh, I'm affected. I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, I went and seen him when he came down, possibly about uh, three or four years ago. I went and seen him. Uh, 
So I felt like I knew him. I feel like I knew him because I'm a fan of his music. Uh, this is just paying homage to him, man. You know, I feel like he was uh, beginning to walk within his light of manhood. He was the embodiment of what uh, you would want your celebrities or people of influence to do with the community. He was actually doing that. And it's sad that right before he was about to have a meeting with the uh, commissioner of the police force in L.A. about decreasing crime, he got killed by violent crime. It's sad. Uh, but they say the good die young. J. Cole said the real ones are dying and the fake ones are living. Um, sometimes, you know, in, in, in a revolutionary, it takes someone to die in order to spark change. Every every um, hardship that we experience as a people, our revolutionary leaders have died in order for them. And, and I guess because of their death, we had... We transitioned to another, a new struggle, I guess you can say. So, you know, with the whole civil rights movement, you know, we went from Martin Luther King with that, you know, then um, I guess trying to um, deal with the violence, the police brutality, equality. We we lost, you know, Brother brother Malcolm X. And, and I mean, if, if you look at it, if you go through history, we always lose an influential leader within a black community in order to bring change. It's sad, but it's the facts. So, uh, yeah, R.I.P. Nipsey. Guys, thank you for listening. If today wasn't for you, you know, I do apologize. I just, that's the only thing that's been on my mind for the past week. Uh, but if it was, then, you know, you, you feel where I'm coming from. And if you're curious, then go out and do some research, man. And uh, don't judge the book by the cover, you know, because you never know the content of the book until you you take the time out and read and understand it. Uh, my brothers, my sisters, I love y'all. I do um, continue to transition, continue to grow. Uh, life is a challenge. It will challenge you every day. But it ain't. How you react is is how you think. It's your thought process before you react that will determine your growth. So continue to grow, my people. Uh, Stay blessed.